Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at recruiting and consulting firm RiderFlex. If you think today's tip or guest interview can help someone you know, please share this with them. And if you enjoy listening to our show, please subscribe to our channel and hit the like button on the episodes. Finally, aside from our podcast, our day job here at RiderFlex is to provide recruiting, staffing, and consulting services. You can visit riderflex.com to learn more about us and get the information on the services we provide. And now, a quick word from our sponsor and friends at Marketing 360. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. Liz Carter on the Rider Flex podcast. Hi, Liz. How are you? Hey, Steve. I'm great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing awesome. So are you in Australia today? Uh, and if you are, tell us where whereabouts and how, how's the weather? Yeah, today and every day. I'm in Australia. I am in Gold Coast and the weather is lovely. It's uh, winter. We have 22 degrees Celsius during the day so it's like your spring maybe i see i see 22 yeah. degrees celsius what is that fahrenheit i don't know i, sh I should know but i don't <laughs> no idea no okay but it's like but this... it's like your it's like your spring it's like um it's warm you can actually sit in the sun in your bathing suit and um, get some sun nice are you close to the water i'm right on the beach sweet okay so you can just walk out of your place and Walk out onto the sand. Okay, that's pretty exactly. Awesome. Yeah, uh, is that where you're from? No, no. You can you can pick up an accent, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get it all around. the time. I did my, of course, I did my homework on you ahead of time. But <laughs> for the listeners, yeah, tell everybody, yeah, where you're from, a little bit about you know where you grew up and your family and everything you know before Australia. Yeah, go for it. I'm uh, I'm Romanian. I uh, grew up in let's say a medium-sized town in Romania. Okay. Um, I, my mom is an English teacher. My dad is, was, was in the military, but then he started the family business in forestry exploitation back in 1992 and mm -hmm. has, has been doing that ever since. Um, I have a brother. I have a niece who is one. And uh, I have a daughter who is my everything. <laughs> She's nine. How She's nine. Okay. Very yeah. good. Awesome. Okay. So you grew up there, you went to high school, went to college in, in that area as well? Uh, not in that area. So I went to, to high school. I grew up there up until um, uni came and um, there was no way around uni, by the way, that my parents raised me. There were some options. Here's you can, what you can choose from, but <laughs> you're going to uni. <laughs> so I went to uni in Bucharest. Okay. I studied uh, business administration and I studied it in, in English. So it was something interesting for that time. Uh, there were still Romanian teachers, but they were teaching in English. Oh, they were. So I finished uni um, in Bucharest, went back home and started working inside the family business with my dad. So that's the family business on your LinkedIn profile. I was okay. I was wondering. Yes. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. Was that tough working for dad? Yes and no. I mean, my dad is very, 
he's very intense <laughs> to mm. say so, but <laughs> he taught me a lot of the things that I know today. So we spent maybe eight or nine years working um, side by side, pulling the family business out of a bunch of trouble and mm. taking it to the next level. And that was awesome. Mm. While I was working, I also enrolled um, for a master's degree, which I was studying every weekend. I was driving to Bucharest. Um, and that was very intensive because um, we had teachers from the UK um, to come and teach us. So mm. it was 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. Oh, really? And that was, that was awesome. I started business accounting. And that was pretty much my early... Did you 20s. know what you did you know what you wanted to do? Did, were you thinking I'm going to take over the business for my dad? Was that the plan, or did you always want to do something else? That was his plan, um, <laughs> and I think it was my plan as well for for a long time. I mean, I was a good child. My parents laid, raised me in a loving family. They gave me great direction, um, and I followed through up until my late twenties. I followed through pretty much everything that I was supposed to. Um, and then I think I hit a ceiling. Um, I had, so I was in uni for like 10 years. I studied two bachelor degrees and one master's. Mm. I did everything that I thought I had to uh, regarding the family business. And then I'd hit a ceiling. So, you know, what's, what's next? I'm like, I'm not even 30 and I just want to take over the world. <laughs> now, when you say hit a ceiling, does that mean professional? You, professional. You, you wanted you wanted your dad to give you more control and let you start to take over, but he wasn't willing to give up the reins. Is that? Uh, I think so. We we had our clashes where he had some opinions, I had other opinions. Um, for a long time, that was something that shook me. But then I realized that he actually knew better uh, how to run the business. He had done it since 1992. I. I was just getting started. <laughs> and then I realized I, I wanted more. I wanted more for myself, for my daughter. I mean, I wanted my daughter to grow up in a different society, um, ideally in a first world country. That would be great. Okay. Okay. So at the All point right. where I started having these ideas and struggling around what should I do next, I actually, I was following a fitness girl here in, in Gold Coast. Uh, called Emily Sky, so she actually lives like very close to me. I never met her, but I would love to. Okay, okay. Um, and she was posting on Snapchat. She posted from the airplane of she was filming Surfers Paradise. And I'm like, oh, where is that? I, I that's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up on Google, and I was hooked. I was I was I don't care what it takes. I'm I'm going there. Did you know what you were gonna do when you got there, or you did no you idea? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> wow. So what do you go to your dad and you're like, dad, listen, uh, I've been following. No, I, I didn't, I didn't tell them. You didn't. So it, it took me two years of exams and like Australia makes it very hard to, to get a PR visa. It mm. took me two years to get the visa. After I got it, I told them. Wow. So two years of planning to go to Australia yeah, my, my dad didn't speak to me for, for two weeks after I told him. <laughs> <laughs> what about your mom? What did your mom say? Uh, my mom is, is lovely. She, at the end of the day, she accepts what's, what makes me happy. Of course, she wasn't happy with it, uh, but 
what about the fact she, that you took their granddaughter away, right? That was probably a big deal. <laughs> well, she, she's been visiting my mom. She's been really good um, oh, okay. around that. Okay. She's come okay. here four times, I believe, yeah, already. Oh, she has. Plus, I'm guessing they're on video chat with each other all the time. All the time. All the, my, my Aaron calls her like in the middle of the night for her. She just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you, you go to your dad. Okay. So you do your, you get your, your visa, you do all the things you need to do to get ready, but you don't have, how are you going to support yourself? What did, what did you save up a bunch of money or did you, did you, what, yeah, what were you going to do for work and how did you support yourself? So at that point we left, it was, um, my ex-husband, myself, and my daughter, all three I of us were supposed to move here and start from scratch. Oh, you were Worst married. Case, so you were you were married at the time. So it was gonna be all three. I see. Okay. Correct. Correct. All right. Correct. All right. Um gotcha. and we I think we had like 15k when we left. Okay. Um and it's I was like a bunch, well, but <laughs> no, but like I was worst worst case scenario, I'm gonna be an accountant. I mean, what's that's uh, okay. the worst case scenario. But I had started my first business idea from Romania. Uh, it was an online fitness business. Okay. And I was getting clients in Australia. So it had started to pick up a little bit. Like the fitness industry is very competitive. And yes. um, I had a passion for it. So I was like, well, I'm going to do that. I'll see how it goes. Okay. So what I started your... that. And All that's right. how I came here. Like that was the idea of, and I, did that for about two years it's just never made a real profit like mm. something that i could actually take and mm -hmm. run with it mm -hmm. gotcha all right all right so somehow you end up becoming a, a marketing branding expert did that happen because of your experience with your dad's business or when you tried to start your own fitness business? How did that happen? Move us into that from, a little bit. Yeah, from, from when I started my fitness business, I had to learn everything. Mm. I, I built everything for myself, website, mm. branding, I run, I run Facebook ads. And that's when I actually got um, started with chatbots. So I, I, was, okay. I was in this mastermind um, with this guy, Lynn from Melbourne, who was teaching me everything around building an online fitness business. Okay. And one day he's like, Liz, go to ManyChat, create an account, learn how to build bots, um, go to Zapier, learn automation and do that <laughs> for your business. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Um, so I do that. <laughs> wow. So self-taught in many ways then for what you're doing now. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. Very good. All right. So, then you now let, let me see here infinitive solutions what was that what is that is that what you so that's that? that's okay. my current agency that i started in december 2019 i just changed the name because ah. facebook um blocked my business manager account <laughs> why <laughs> Where, why did they do that because my business name was infinitive solutions and my website was grow and they were like they don't match they have to match <laughs> So they, they suspended my, I couldn't run ads for my clients. I couldn't do anything. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I had to go through the verification process where I created a new business name, a new website, exactly the same. And that was it. Okay. That's what happened. I was looking at your profile, trying to understand what was going on. Now, isn't that crazy, by the way, how Facebook just blocks you or cancels you or whatever. There's no like, 
warning. There's no ticket. There's no conference call. There's no anything. It's just, they just turn you off. I know. It is what it is. You've got to play by the rules. <laughs> I get, Right? I guess so. We mentioned, uh, we mentioned cannabis one time in one of our uh, ads as a recruiting firm. We, we, we mentioned cannabis just we didn't, we didn't even know you couldn't. I thought you could. And we, we mentioned cannabis on Facebook and boom, all of a sudden, just like that, they said, okay, you can't run ads anymore. I'm like, what, what, wait a minute. What? Hold on. Can't we talk about it? Like, can't we like, (laughs) (laughs) can I pay like a fine or something? How do I get out of this? Uh, Anyway. Okay. So that's how that happened. All right. So, but, but now, okay. So the LLC or whatever it is, the way your entity is set up then is is your entity is infinitive solutions but you're branded as grow.ai is that accurate no i registered another business name in may this year that's that's what i transitioned towards okay. so that's going to remain infinitive solutions is going to expire this business name end of this I year see. and it's going to be gone i see i like grow.ai anyway i like that better me too <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean you know it's good i don't know it's catchy i like it I, I like it so why don't you um yeah tell us give it give us the overview of grow.ai what it is what you do and why it's better than other people that do the same thing go for it <laughs> well first of all there's not a lot of other people that do the same thing so that's good that's one. <laughs> so Grow.ai is a conversational AI agency, which is a fancy word of what you would call AI-powered chatbots. When you think Facebook Messenger, Messenger conversation chatbots, mm-hmm. combined with Google's AI, which is Dialogflow. That means when somebody goes into Messenger and types whatever random question they have, and we have implemented AI, then the AI is going to pick up the intent and the context and respond accordingly. Otherwise, at the point where you only have a chatbot, it's probably going to break the chatbot. So the whole point um, of my agency is helping e-commerce businesses deliver the personalization and instant value that consumers now expect. Where somebody wants to buy something from an e-commerce brand, they usually DM you on Instagram, and we do that as well, Instagram DM automation, or they DM you on Facebook and ask a bunch of questions around, is it good for me? Can you help me choose? Um, Do you ship too? Um, How do I do that? And that's where we come in and build all sorts of use cases and campaigns with the sole purpose of helping these visitors buy faster and then helping the e-commerce brands win them as a long-term customer. Because through all the use cases and campaigns that we build month by month, we have two main goals, generate more revenue through this channel for the brand and add more and more value to um, their customer base and visitors. Mm-hmm. Are, are you the person that I call when I want to put a chat bot on my website or can you also fix or enhance whatever it is I'm already using? Can you, or can you do both? I can fix it if it's Facebook Messenger, Instagram DM automation, or right now we just joined WhatsApp automation. If it's anything else, 
no <laughs> not yet so so not not, chat yet. Box, not not chat box on a website but 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 for facebook it is on the website no no it works on the website as well so it's it attached does. to the website to the facebook page it runs as a face facebook ad for example where we build a specific campaign around let's say avi ran a challenge mm. we ran we, we build the whole campaign inside of ManyChat, which is our platform where we build it. And then we ran a Facebook ad to get people inside the bot and nurture them and take them through the whole selling process of them joining the, camp, the, the challenge. I see. And by the way, for the listeners, Obvi, O-B-V-I. Uh, and the URL for that is myobvi.com. But yeah. Obvi, uh, a collagen product company, they're one of your clients. Yeah, you're yeah. holding up one of the cups right there. Yeah, I, uh, I love it. <laughs> my wife does too, by the way. I know. Uh, so you did, so you are part of their marketing resource team, I guess, right? They have different marketing people to work for them, but they use you specifically for conversational AI. Is that, is that right? Yes. So they, mm. they, they, we work on a monthly basis and I handle everything. Um, chatbots for them. Wow. Oh, well, hey, they got a great brand. And if you're doing stuff for them, then you're uh, they, are. they and those guys are experts at marketing. So if they're using grow.ai and talking to Liz Carter, then you must be good. That's all I can say. Right. Thank you. We've been working together for eight months. I mean, they were actually amongst the first clients to join me on this new business model. How did and you meet them? Working... Yeah. How'd you meet them? I was in May last year, I started prospecting on this new business model because COVID smashed all of my previous idea where I was doing chatbots, but for local businesses, gyms and med spas and all that, you know, we, we, we know what that happened with um, yes, COVID. Yes, yes. So like, well, now what do I do? So I had to rethink and reorient myself like, I, I need to work with some somebody that actually functions <laughs> during these times. So I was just prospecting. I was prospecting various brands and I landed on myobby.com. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, I love it. Like it's collagen and it's pink. So, right. <laughs> so I think I, I found Ron on LinkedIn. I, um, I sent him an email, I believe, with something and he got back to me. So that's when we had our first call. And then I just kept hammering him like over the, the course of like probably six months or so. We actually started working together in October. So from May to October, he was like, right, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I think he just, he just wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> so what, what a great example for the listeners right here. I mean, if we can just take a pause, there is an example for any aspiring entrepreneurs out there, you have got to hustle your ass off. You can't just, you can't just make one phone call or no. one email and expect to get business. I mean, here, Liz, first of all, you said I had to pivot. So I had to pivot my business. I had to make some adjustments. Then I was prospect, prospecting. Then I found a brand that I liked, that I was passionate about, that I wanted to work with, which is also key. Find people you want to work with that you're excited about. Then you pursued them appropriately, right? And you stayed after it and finally got run on the phone. A great job. I mean, this is, that's a great example for the listeners. So many people I talk to, you know, they're like, well, I, you know, I, I, I made a phone call or I, I sent one email, but nobody ever got back to me. It's like, 
they, they don't care. Nobody cares about you. Like you have to let them know, like I can do stuff for you. Like just give me a shot. Just give me a chance. Right. I mean, it's yeah. a great job. And by the way, you landed an awesome client with, a, with I know not only great people, but a growing, exciting, fun brand. Yeah. And if you're working for somebody like that, I mean, you know, great job. Okay. So let me ask you a couple of questions. So as a novice here, uh, you know, layman's terms for me, uh, <laughs> conversational AI. So when, when I think about that, I'm thinking, well, my reaction sometimes is, oh, this is a robot talking to me, not a human being. Like, I really wish I was talking to a human being. I, I react that way sometimes. What, what is your, what's your response to that? What's your response to my reaction? How should I be? Because sometimes I, I can tell, like, I can tell I'm like, wait a minute, I think this is a chat box, not a, not a chat bot, not a real person. And I, I have this. You, you should be able to tell. In hmm. the States, we are, we are obliged by law to tell people they're actually talking to a chat bot. Oh, I didn't like know you, that. You, you can't say like, oh, hey, it's Liz. They're actually talking. No, they, they have to know they're oh. talking to a chatbot. And at the point where the chatbot passes over the conversation to the human. So the, the user always has the option to open a conversation with the human. And that's where, for example, Ron's team comes into place. Oh. Where whatever the chatbot cannot handle or the user doesn't get value from and they want to talk to an actual human, they do get the option to open the conversation with a the human. Then the human... Yeah. Uh, handles it, oh. closes it, and then passes it over to the chatbot. I didn't know that. Now, it's interesting, by the way, that my wife is an example, and then both of my younger sons, they would prefer not to talk to a human being. And in fact, if it, if it is, if they find out it is a human and not a chatbot, then they're, they're, they get annoyed. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, because a chatbot, if you build it out properly, it is much better because it gives people the value instantly it's like right there when somebody Fast. wants to buy something they want to buy it now they don't want to buy it in i've had like the way that i'm prospecting new clients is like i'm actually going through everything i go and talk to their the customer support team sometimes it takes two weeks to answer all of my questions i'm like right. nobody's gonna buy after two weeks like, <laughs> it, it, by tomorrow they're just gonna buy from somebody else right and the chatbot gives you instant answers boom 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 Exactly. And if it can't, if it can't, it's going to say something like, um, I didn't quite get that, Liz. I'm still AI in development and I'm still learning. Would you like me to connect you to my human team or, you know, something like that if it doesn't understand what, mm -hmm. what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not a developer or a coder no. or whatever. So how do you, how'd you build it? How do you, how'd you do this? <laughs> I work with people who are smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, how did you, cause, cause you know, a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show, a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs, how did you bootstrap or fund the build out of your business? Cause I'm, cause I'm assuming you had to work with software engineers or coders or whatever to get some of this done. Talk, talk to me about it. I, I didn't need to do anything right now. I can single handedly ha handle everything. Really? I had to go in and learn everything be before I brought in some way, someone who can take those learnings and make them better. 
So I had in my mind use cases that I wanted to create. I created it myself at a basic level to say so. And then I brought in new people um, who just made it better. Like I, I'm now coming up with ideas and they just make it happen. Um, but there is really no cost of running my business. Like literally, <laughs> I know how it sounds, but <laughs> I mean, I'm paying, I'm paying the, my team, but I could also do it myself at this point because I've mm. built the systems. Mm. I have everything recorded, documented, training videos, a bunch of stuff that all of these bright people are helping me put together so I can better train new team members coming in and scale it. Mm, mm. How big is the company now? How many employees you got? Th uh, we're three, three of us, but okay. they're scattered. <laughs> Colombia, um, um, Cyprus, Germany. Uh, we used to be in the States as well, but um, there's okay. nobody in Australia, just me. Okay, okay. And what's your goal for the business? Or do you, are you right now, are you just having fun building it? Or do you have like a secret whiteboarded plan already? Like, oh, when I get it to here, I'm going to go, I'm going to you know, <laughs> sell it or get acquired. Or right now you're just, you're just charging forward. No, there's, there's no whiteboard. The whiteboard is in my head. Um, <laughs> I, I spent, I, I guess at this point, close to 12 months, just setting up everything, coming up with all the potential use cases and campaigns. And I can just, plug into a new e-commerce business and instantly generate ROI. Um, I've put together systems. I've put together a bunch of stuff that I felt that I needed to have um, laid out before I started scaling. And um, I believe now it's time to scale it. And when I think about the future, I do think of an exit, maybe three to five years from now. Um, I actually just joined a month ago, uh, Grant Cardone's 10X exit. Um, course. What's that costing you? Never mind. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Grand Cardone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's not free. <laughs> no. So I'm I'm learning how to build everything from the get go, so that I can first of all exit my role um, at some point, and okay. then not necessarily exit the business. Like I don't think I'm going to exit the business, but I might. Um, exit in the sense of starting to invest in real estate and other, mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be real estate. Let somebody else run the day-to-day -day eventually. Yeah, well, I love it. And there's still great potential. Like we're, we're going to have voice um, AI at some point. There is so much stuff and we are basically leading the way. There are not, not, not a lot of agencies actually um, being able to do this at this level. There are a lot of bot builders who can build a bot and then forget about it, but that's not going to do much. Mm, mm, mm. Are we all just going to be talking to robots at some point? Are we ever going to, we'll, will we soon live in a world where no matter what store you go into or what business you call, you're going to be talking to a ro robot? Is that, you think that's where we're headed? Well, I think that's the point of automating repetitive tasks to let the humans actually do what they do best which involves emotion and other things that a robot can act, can't actually uh, replicate. But in terms of that, that's just going to make my, uh, our lives, I think, easier. It's going to be something like, let's set up, a set up a meeting. Well, I'll have my bot get in touch with your bot and <laughs> they're going to schedule it. But I think that's, that's where we're going. But in terms of replacing, actually replacing humans and emotion and what makes us special, probably not going to happen anytime soon.
by the way, I like the idea of bots scheduling with bots. So that, oh, it's, I mean, it's I, happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I know I use Calendly and uh, we, we, everybody use starts to use something now, right? Everybody wants to send you their link to schedule. Uh, and I do the same My thing. My daughter I'm, doesn't function without Siri. Siri. She's like, <laughs> I right? tell her, go, she asks me something. I don't know what to tell her. I'm like, go, go look it up on, on, uh, on YouTube or Google. She goes and she asks Siri and Siri looks, looks it up for her. Oh, really? So wow. that's Inter her generation. Interesting, right? If she's growing up thinking, I just have this assistant inside this little smartphone that just does stuff for me. Well, I've been <laughs> pushing her. She's been doing coding for a year and a half now. So uh, I'm like, you she's need to nine. learn to, to yeah. I, I, what I tell her, you need to Oh, I lost your audio. Superstar. Oh, you told, uh, I lost that right there. You were telling her something about being a superstar. Did you, are you, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what I keep telling her is if you want to be free in the world that you're going to live in, you need to learn how to speak, spell and code. That's it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> Great line. Okay. Uh, so your client base now, how big is it? Can you share that? Do you have 10, 15, 20? Under 10, oh. under 10. I didn't but, have the courage to go beyond that because I don't have yeah. enough of a team right now. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we can help you with that. I, hey, I know this really cool recruiting firm called Riderflex. <laughs> it, it's hard to find somebody with great skills, uh, attention to detail and reli reliability in right? my space, maybe in other spaces as well, but I'm struggling. I totally understand. Um, so, you know, and that's a scary part, right? You're at, you're right at that phase now where, yeah, to, to, to scale it and take on more clients, you got to put more trust in people to do the actual work yeah. that you're, that you're currently doing. Same fear for RiderFlex. You know, when we first started, when I had, when I had to start hiring recruiters, I remember laying in bed at night going, my God, I hope they don't screw up the brand. Cause I spent a lot of time getting this reputation going <laughs> that's it. i'm i'm at the point where i'm still able to be across everything and be right. the control freak that i like to be but yeah. if i move yeah. past this point i need to have a little bit more of a support i yep totally understand where you're at eventually i got past it uh, but it was hard at first you know we started giving assignments to other recruiters and i wasn't touching some of the searches anymore i was I had a hard time and? with it. My wife, my wife was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm stressed out and scared that people are going to screw stuff up. <laughs> but, you know, hey, you get, you know, you try you do your best to hire the right people and, you, you know, you follow up on them and hopefully they get it right. And when they don't, you step in and clean it up. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of scaling a business. So, yes, you know, <laughs> um, so so you do want to grow it to get acquired at some point. That's that, that's what you see eventually down the yes. road. Do, do you have any uh, early ideas on uh, or targets maybe for somebody like who would acquire the business? Do you have any idea like? Oh no no, I'm not growing it to be acquired. I might grow it to borrow against it, um, ah. a, a loan to potentially move into real estate. I see. I see. Okay. To you evaluate it. I see, yeah. I see. I see. I don't okay. think I would sell it. I, gotcha. I, I might change gotcha. my mind, but I, I don't think so. It has too much of a potential and there is too much IP behind it right now because I'm, I'm literally building everything from scratch mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. my mind and my experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's going to be tricky to move away from that. 
you mentioned real estate a couple of times. What's your how how did you get that passion? Where'd the real estate bug? Grand Cardone. I'm just obsessed. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I've been following him for for years now, and it's only been in the last few months that I actually started buying courses, like actually training from him, real estate, how to invest, just to get an idea of what I might like I, I might want to do in like 10, mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. five, seven years. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Do, do your folks, uh, do they have a bunch of real estate back in Romania? They, they are pretty well off, uh, but that hasn't been their, um, That's not their, their, thing. their focus. They're, they're, they're just um, hanging on to the business and growing it. Do slowly. you love, do you love Australia? You think you'll stay there or, or do you have desires to go somewhere else at some point? I, I don't think I will ever call something else home. Obviously, Romania is my home, but this is just every day. I'm just so grateful that I'm here. Like, I can't believe it. I, w- I wake up. We just became citizens like a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations. So I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> what's, I love it. Uh, what's the deal with COVID? Are you guys on lockdown or is it open right now? What's, what's the status? Uh, we've, so we've been handling uh, Australia. It has been handling very well. Obviously now it's winter, so it's kind of picking up a little bit. Mm, mm. Um, we have to wear masks uh, in public spaces, but after we had that lockdown for, I don't know, six weeks or last year, life was back to normal for us. It, it wasn't much of an impact. It's just that we are actually, we're locked down in the state that we are in. So who cares? I got you. I, I, I'll take that. <laughs> What do Australians think of uh, Americans? I'm just curious. What, like, what do you hear on the streets? Like, what's do they think we're just a bunch of cowboys and we're just cocky cowboys over here? What, what's it? <laughs> I I don't know, but I was surprised to be very accepted as a Romanian. As a Romanian, when you go like places in Europe, you're usually seen as a gypsy because they can't oh, tell oh. the difference. They're like, oh, gypsy. But here, <laughs> there are so many nationalities. It's like, oh, really? It's it's hard to not find like a different type of nationality every step you take. So they're very really? open um, mm. and very very friendly and very you know warm and um, accept acceptant of other nationalities. Mm-mm. Have you been to the states? I've been to LA three years ago. Okay, that's the only state you've ever been to in the U.S. Yes, I'd love to see New York, but from what mm. I've seen so far, I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> comparing it to australia that that that's that is okay we don't want any hate emails from all of our new york friends by the way <laughs> uh well you're gonna have to travel to new york to see ron and and, and the obvi team right eventually i will i've been promising my daughter a christmas in new york well Ooh. i don't know when we're gonna make it happen but that's on our bucket list yeah it's a special that's a special i've been there i've been there at christmas time in new york special time is it nice uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I live in Colorado, so you know, uh, it's hard to be Colorado at Christmas time. Um, but uh, yeah, New York's, you know, it's its own animal. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, let's let's get into some uh, uh, just to, some pieces of advice here for the listeners that might want to start their own thing based on what you've learned. But first, just to clarify, bootstrapped from you. No, no outside cash, or did you have to borrow some money? Was there some Nothing. seed money, angel money, anything? Nothing, zero. 
bootstrapped from you. Okay. And so you weren't making any money at first. You're living off some fitness stuff you were doing slash savings. Well, I, I also worked in the Microsoft space for about a year. Okay. And that paid really well. And I had some savings. So okay. I, I could take myself further. Was your dad calling you saying, what the hell, what, what the hell are you doing? Like, what, what's your plan? Was he, was I think he gave you? that up at some point. He just, well, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So for the listeners bootstrapped and uh, you know, everything on your own, congratulations for getting it this far and not starving to death or getting kicked out of your, your, your wonderful home or condo, or wherever you're at, you're on the beach. So. I'm guessing it's a nice place. So what would you tell the aspiring entrepreneur listening right now who wants to start their own tech business of some kind, but they're a little worried or a little nervous? What would you tell them based on what you've learned so far? Well, because you, you, you mentioned um, no money, no financing. There is actually a secret to actually pulling it off without any sort of um, financial support. What is that? That is outworking everyone you meet. I'm talking <laughs> 16 hour days, Monday to Sunday for years. It matters, and right? It, it matters. Like you, you got to have the hustle, right? I mean, I've been doing this for about at this point, seven years, just searching for an idea that makes sense for me that I know I'm going to love doing it for on the long term. And that I don't care about I, I didn't care either way. <laughs> outworking and like putting in those hours but at the point where it starts to pay off it's you know obviously better but it's outworking um everyone and um, building the skill set and then also promising a lot and then over delivering i mm. always go the extra mile with it doesn't matter is this in the contract that we have to do it it doesn't matter if the client wants it it brings more value it's more value for me as well so always goes the extra mile and over deliver on. If you can do it and you know how to do it, why not? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Very good. Are you thinking about raising cash, by the way? Are you? I don't need it at this point. I Have you had calls from people that say they want to invest? No, I haven't. What happens if somebody calls tomorrow and they're like, hey, they, they hear this podcast episode and they're like, hey. You got something going there. We're interested in investing. Would you would you take on 500k? There is nothing I could do with 500k at the moment. Well, you like, could hire more you could hire a sales team and you could then hire more employees to do the work when you get the clients. Well, the plan is to hire to grow more as I get more clients and that's going to give me more than enough to support everything. So, that's the great thing about this business model is that it doesn't it only takes skill set. To, to okay. make it work. I forgot to ask you about the business model, by the way. What is, how do you charge, do you charge by the project? By, like, how, yeah, Mo it's a monthly, it's a monthly recurring fee where we make sure that we make things happen. If the client comes up and tells us, I want to do this, this, and this, we're going to do it all. Okay. Is, do you have to sign up for a year or is it just month to month? Month to month. They can cancel anytime. Cancel anytime. So if they don't like it, they can, they can cancel. Okay. What's the fee? Can you tell us that? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so the fee is negotiable. There you go, listeners, right there. She just said fee is <laughs> negotiable. Now I'm just playing. Uh, okay, so, but they can, and, and by the way, you can also, um, if you want to find out more, it is 
grow.ai. Is that the best thing for listeners yes. to do? Go to grow.ai? But it's grow with a zero because that was the only way. That is right. It is grow with a zero. Sorry, forgot to mention that. It is grow with a zero. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tricky. O. Grow with a zero. Now, they can also, are you okay with people connecting with you on LinkedIn as well? Uh, the LinkedIn is my probably my only um, social media channel that I'm active on almost every, every day. So yes, okay. LinkedIn, that's it. Liziana Carter. Yes. Okay, but it's not Liz, right? Liziana Carter. Uh, on yes. LinkedIn, you can you can find her there, and you can connect with her as well. Um, okay, two last questions here. I know we're we're getting close to wrap up. You, I know how old you are because you put it in a posting on LinkedIn. Just so you know, <laughs> I, so I, it is I what it is. <laughs> I think you said you were thirty-seven. So I don't know how long how old that post is. So is that how? Is that uh, it's my post? it's last week. So I turned thirty-seven last week. Oh, late 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 happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. 37. So if you could call the 21-year-old young lady back in Romania and tell her anything now based on what you've learned, what would you say? I would probably tell her that whatever happens, you'll be just fine. Based on some experiences you've gone through? Well, it, it hasn't been hard. Like I like to laugh about things and only emphasize um, the, the, the good things now, but it, it wasn't easy. The last seven years, it, it, it was um, ugh. not just being in a, in a new country with just my daughter and working it out, but then working towards something that only I could see happening it was, it was an image just in my head. Like I wanted to do something like this and I quit my Microsoft job. I quit my life in Romania just to chase something that was really only very clear in my head. Nobody else was seeing, my parents weren't seeing, my friends weren't seeing, um, my, my partner was, wasn't seeing it. So everybody kind of dropped off along the way and I kept going alone. I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. So um, I guess, mm -hmm. Probably another piece of advice for, for people who are pursuing um, something that they feel is not happening is we are not, we don't deserve the things yet. So we, we, we need to build the skill set, the experience, and go through the whole process to actually deserve the life that we want to have, mm. have the business that we have, um, have the family that we have. We just don't deserve it. We always look uh, and find excuses around not having it. Um, but, you know, the, the easiest person to fool is usually ourselves. We just keep mm. on telling ourselves these, um, these stories that I can't do it. It's not, it's not going to happen. It's not happening. But we really haven't earned the right to have the life that we want to have mm. until mm. we have. Mm. I hope mm. that that's makes a, sense. That's a good message, Liz. No, it's yeah, it's great. That's really great stuff. Well, do you want to? Was there was there a few dark moments in there where you're you're laying in bed at night saying to yourself, "What the hell am I doing? This I'm not sure this is going to work." You're waking up at three a.m. in the morning and panicked. There were dark moments um, that were coming from my personal life. Uh, I struggled with insomnia for many many months. 
my grandma died back in Romania and that mm. really knocked me off. So mm. I struggled in terms of physical, like my, my body just couldn't handle all mm. of the stuff, mm. but not in terms of um, business failure because I kept failing at stuff. <laughs> and the second I failed, I had the next uh, idea, the next best thing in my mind and already rolling with it. Mm, I love that part about you quitting the Microsoft job. I can just almost visualize, you know, you, you, you people weren't believing, right? You, your, your, your folks are doubting you. Your friend at the coffee shop is telling, is saying, what the hell are you doing? Why are you quitting the Microsoft job? You shouldn't do that. And you're, you know, you're, and that, you're that had been actually probably my, my biggest accomplishment in terms of um, my career, because mm. when I decided to go into the Microsoft space, <clears throat> Everybody was telling me, there is no way, <clears throat> excuse me, there is no way you're going to get in. You don't have the experience and you have no certifications and is, there's no way you're going to get into this space. And you got it. You got it. <laughs> well, you as a recruiter might appreciate how I got it. <laughs> um, oh, tell me, tell me. I think I spent about a month DMing on LinkedIn every single Microsoft partner, um, companies that we used Microsoft <laughs> products. And I have this like speech where I was telling like, this is what I've done. I've worked with ERP systems before. Um, I will work for free. Just give me a chance. Wow. Wow. And like after, I don't know how many hundred messages, um, <laughs> this guy from, from, from Sydney, David, my, my former boss, gets back to me and he's like, can you do this? And he sends me a link with a new system Microsoft had just released. So I had a look at it. I had a look at the release date. I'm like, well, nobody really knows how to do this. So yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so so good. I, you know, I always love it when I meet salespeople. Uh, we touched on this earlier. I'll meet a salesperson and I'll say, well, how many calls did you make today? Well, I made three calls and I sent a couple of emails. <laughs> yeah. You know, you this is not even close, right? What another great lesson for the listeners, DMing, DMing people for a month to get into Microsoft. Wow, that's a good story. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, like uh, Grant Cardone does say in one of his courses, you have to be unreasonable. Unreasonable. You heard that right. <laughs> <laughs> when you follow up and you prospect, just be unreasonable. <laughs> be unreasonable. I love it. No, that's so good. That's so good. Last question. I know we're almost out of time. If you had to put your core purpose in life into a sentence or two, kind of defining Liz's core purpose, why she's walking around on, on planet Earth beyond taking care of your daughter, which is kind of the special core purpose. Let's set that aside. Beyond your daughter, what is, what is Liz's core purpose? Freedom. I, I cannot stand not being free or being told what to do <laughs> so i i need to be like whoever accepts me needs to accept the fact that i need to have a hundred percent control over what i do i need to be free not I, and i and think this, yes yes um <clears throat> just because i have my own mind and um yeah, it's, it's not easy to deal with me sometimes. I know that. <laughs> oh, well, your next, I'm, okay, I'm, so, the, so, so your next uh, partner in your personal life needs to be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he needs to be prepared. <laughs> That's probably one of the aspects that doesn't, hasn't really worked out. Um, well, something's, something's got to give, right? 
Uh, it's pretty good. Liz, thank you so much for being on the Riderflex podcast. I really appreciate you sharing your story and advice for the listeners. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thank you.